Hey, what's up? This is Tia. Hey, loves. It's me, Val. And thank you for joining us for another cup-filling episode of Crown Chronicles. Although many times a queen's crown may slip, only together can we bear the weight that comes along with wearing it. So join us as we indulge in life-changing conversations, respecting the healing journey and the path each one of us travels in obtaining complete fullness, peace, and joy. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Crown Chronicles. Um, As you remember last week, Tia and I, we touched on relationships just from a woman's perspective. And this week, we have a couple guests with us, some men. And we know we've reached out to our social media followers, had you all drop in some questions that we can ask the men. Go ahead, grab your cup. This is going to be a lighthearted, fun episode where we can really gain a little bit more perspective um, from men. So I personally know these two gentlemen. One of them is my brother, Randell, and my big cousin slash brother, Rob. Um, I'm going to give them a moment to introduce themselves, and then we're going to dive deep into some of these questions. So who wants to introduce themselves first? What's up, Crown Crown Chronicles fan base? (laughs) I'm big brother Randell, you know what I'm saying? So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I was previously married. Um, I got a divorce after five years. Uh, after that, I went on a, a down slope when it came to relationships. Um, really no trust involved for myself and really no commitment involved for myself and really no effort from myself. And then just recently, eight months ago, found the love of my life and mm-hmm. we're starting this journey. and. It ain't gonna end. That's what's up. How long were you um single? Uh let's see. That's how much I put that ex-marriage back. 20, 2014. So 2014 to 2021. So about seven years. Oh, uh, wait, you've been single for seven years? Yeah, I would say because I didn't take the relationships that I had serious. So it was like and I was ha- I was half foot in the door. I was never fully in the door when it came to it. So okay. I think my more and more with me is that um, I didn't see a future, but yeah, I just seen like day to day. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question? So for seven years, you said you were single, Do I, but you still dated the entire seven years. Mm-hmm. So you never had a month or a, you know three months or a year where you just solely were alone like you didn't date anyone and you didn't talk to any women in the sense of taking them out you know getting to know them things like that like did you it's funny that you asked that right because mm-hmm. uh, that I used to say all the time that I needed therapy right I needed like, mm-hmm. counseling counseling bro okay. you, need counseling, you need counseling you need counseling I'm like well I really don't need counseling because I know what I know what my problems are you mm-hmm. know so okay. um I say until I met uh, my current lady, I had about 10 months of just being focused on myself. And I realized that's the important thing, man. When you're going from like relationships to relationships to relationships, you never have that opportunity to sit back and be like, yo, that's why I'm messing up. This is, this is why I'm not committing because I'm always involving myself with different personalities or different women or different people from different backgrounds so because i was previously in one i haven't fully relinquished that one and then gone into the next one as far as come dating 
Right. Um, so once I sat back, focused on myself, you know, and when I say focus on myself, I'm talking about focus on myself as a father, as a man, as a homeowner in my career, in my um, further my education, self, right? Self-love, self, self-awareness, looking myself in the mirror every day and evaluating myself and seeing how that is. And I truly believe, you know, I'm a spiritual man, that once you do that um, and you allow yourself to be free of those things that held you back in relationships, got to open doors for something greater. Because I, before I was clouding and, and congesting my, my lifestyle with different women and different women that I wasn't able to see if I was had a blessing in my way. So once I did that, you know, bought a house, getting focused on my house and how I am as a father, um, now I have cleared my conscience and my lifestyle of those type of, I don't want to say demons, right? Because a lot of people say, oh, demons, but I cleared myself of the distractions, right? And I was just about to say, distractions now have opened myself up to allow somebody greater and somebody that's more equally yoked with me mm-hmm. to walk into my life. And, it, and it's such a blessing because after that, now, now that somebody else that's equally yoked with you walks into your life, now you don't have any of the, you don't have any of these previous women reaching out to you. You don't have all this other stuff. And, and a lot of men get in trouble because they try to jump into a relationship, but they haven't been like clearing up front and transparent with the one they're with. Now the girl's calling and then the girl that you're with is like, who's calling your phone? Like, I don't have those issues, you know? Mm. Um, and if they do, they haven't been from, they haven't did it since we've been together. We've been together eight months. So she knows that they just, they just reached out. There's not nothing, nothing previously. Okay. Awesome. Go ahead, cuz. <laughs> Let them know who you are. Uh, I'm Rob. Um, in regards to background, uh, I think my background is a little bit different than Dale's just because uh, I've been in a relationship for really the last nine years consistently, and I'm just coming out of it. So, uh, Recently going through a uh, divorce and yeah, just starting out single life. It's crazy. You're currently going through a divorce? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so let me ask you a quick question. Prior to the nine years of you being married, because that, that's how long you were married, right? No, so um, I say nine years in a relationship because I was with uh, one lady for four. And then mm-hmm. I was with the, the woman that I'm currently married to for five. Okay. Okay. That was you just asked, how old are you two? Uh, how old am I? 38. Good. Okay. 38. Rendell? 38. 38. So these men are going to be able to give a lot of perspective because they've had a lot of experience over the years. Um, and we're gonna dive deeper, you know, into into uh, navigating dating marriages throughout your twenties and now up to where you currently are. So let's just go ahead and dive into the questions. T, I want to hear from you first. What are some of your followers? What kind of questions or any personal questions you have? Okay, so I'll start with the first question, which was from one of our followers. Um, it kind of 
goes into what you spoke about, Rendell, just as far as tying up those loose ends before getting into something new. Because the question is spouses having how, you know, how do we deal with as women, our spouses having friends of the opposite sex? Me personally, I feel like you kind of cleared that up in a sense when you mentioned um, tying up those loose ends before getting into something new. Because nine times out of 10, I feel like those opposite sex friendships are typically women that you used to date. And now you guys just still claim to be cool. We're just friends. We talk to each other. I get advice from him. Um, what do you feel about that? Uh, uh, I, actually, it's funny that you say that because just, I think, within the last month, um, me and my old lady, we had a conversation about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a lot of women's standpoint, right? Have you messed with her before? That's like the first question. That's the first question. Have you messed with her before? Uh, we sleep together. And you say, you say, yeah, then it's like, don't, why are you, why are you still communicating? Because there was something there at one time. So there's still that little like pilot light that may be there, you know what I mean? And, you know, even though to you, as a man, it's like, no, it's completely out, you know, this and third to her, it's like, no, no, because she 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 knows, you know, she's experienced things with you that I've experienced with you, and that, that ain't cool, right? And I 100% respect that, and I think that if a man has had a relationship like that with a woman, and it, once you get into an, a, a serious relationship, you have to dead that, right? If, if the woman that you're currently with, if you love and care for her enough, you will dead that, because that means nothing to you, right? Um, I, think, I think it's more that goes to that, right? Okay. Because in a situation where you're married, right, even having single friends can be a hindrance to your relationship, right? Or a situation where maybe you're dating, your single friends can be a hindrance to the relationship because they're coming from two different lives, right? So they have different perspectives. So I don't necessarily agree with it. If, if it is there, at least have the friend on that same level, right? Your male friend is married or you know, girlfriend is married. And then I think too is like how comfortable is your lady with it, right? So there may be some women out there like, okay, I don't care. I mean, that that was 18 years ago. I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, it's just all about your partner uh, and and what you need to do as a man to make sure that your partner is comfortable with those relationships. Okay. So um and and let's turn the tables, right? I was once dating a woman that was dating another woman, right? Oh, wow. And, and I was dating her and her and the woman, they split. So then they turned and said, oh no, we're just friends. No. But you, you, was, you was with her, you was in a committed relationship with her, you was sleeping with her. Now all of a sudden you wanna be friends. Now you wanna go on girl trips together and things like that. And it's like, no, nah, that's not cool because if the shoes was on the other foot, yeah, I can no. do that. Yeah, you know, no. so but she, I, I feel like she didn't see it like that because it was a woman and a woman. Oh, we were best friends before, but then yeah, once you cross that line, it became a relationship. Into that relationship, it's no longer a friendship. No, you may be friends, you may split and be friends afterwards, but y'all ain't in no committed relationship. But once you get into a committed relationship, that there ain't no friendship there, right? Agree. You said something. Um, I'm sorry, Rob. Right. You said something, um, and, and this is always a quick has been a question of mine. You mentioned having, if you're married, having single friends, or if you're in a relationship, having single friends. 
Um, but then you did make a good point and you said if you do have friends who are single and you're married to so make sure you have a, a friend that is also married as well just to create that balance. Um, as far as that comment that you made, I kind of feel like too it depends on a friend because Val is married. I'm single and dating. However, I've, I don't think I've ever made a statement or a remark as far as anything that will be considered disrespectful to her marriage. You know what I mean? Um, so I do kind of agree, but disagree with that question, that statement. I think it all just depends on the person, like the friend, because sometimes we can't help the fact that we're single. We might be able to give you better advice and you're married and we're single just because we're outside of that relationship. So we're looking from a different perspective. So I kind of agree, but disagree with you. I just wanted to make that. I see that, I see that in two ways. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just necessarily having a single friend, but mm -hmm. letting that single friend pour into your relationship, right? Or have any, in, or their advice on it impact right. your relationship at all. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's where things tend to go wrong from just what I've observed in the past, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I you know, yeah. even with fellas, right? Yeah, you got, mm -hmm. I was about to say that, yeah. I've been a married guy, you know, and my homeboys are always trying to get out and do single guy things, right? And that can be a hindrance as well. So yeah. it's just, it's about think about what's now. more, I guess, beneficial for your situation. And I think, too, like your friends, you have to evaluate your friends, right? Like, like you evaluate everything else is that mm -hmm. you have to see when your friends are respectful to your, your relationship or they're disrespectful to your relationship. For example, my old lady, we have get togethers, cook out. Some of my boys come over, single homeboys come over. You want to eat her food. You want to be up in her face. You want to play spades with her. You want to drink with her and all this and that third. But then when the fellas go out, you if, if you try to, oh man, put, put me in a bad situation, knowing that I'm in a relationship, that's no respect. Agree. You know, and it, as a man, like you can't allow that to happen, right? You'd be like, bro, like you just was there the other, last weekend eating her food and everything, telling her how good a fried chicken was and everything. <laughs> now you now you bringing some randoms around me and trying to put me in an awkward situation. That's but that, 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 your woman is trusting you as her man to filter out those type of relationships and those type of actions. And as a man, you have to be able to, you know, be aware and recognize those and understand and check your friends when they out of pocket. Now, friends that there's friends like you, like you just said, that respect your relationship. Nope. I know you might think my homegirl, that's, that's my homegirl. She's happily married off limits. Mm -hmm. Don't even try it. You know what I'm saying? And those are people that respect. And those are the people that you want around because they support your happiness. They support your marriage and they respect your other, you know, they respect mm -hmm. your, your partner. Absolutely. I agree. For sure. For sure. Um, so question, new question. Let's just talk about the growth factor for a moment. If we could just take a moment to reflect as you know, young men in your 20s, your mindset during your 20s, um, and then the mindset where you are now at 38. Um, what are some differences? What are some major differences? And if you could talk to the young man that was in, you know, in his 20s, the you, 
in his 20s, what would you tell them? What are some major lessons you've learned um, growing up? That's a great question. That's that's a that's a hard question, man. I, I Be real. What, who were you in your 20s? What were yeah. you navigating and how did you arrive to where you are now? And like the, I'm sure there's a lot. Yes, go for it. So in my 20s, I did not believe that love was a real thing. I thought it was like uh, like temporary insanity, right? Like it, it it don't make sense for people to, like why would you care about somebody else more than you care about yourself, right? Uh, and so I've grown over the years to know that it's, I mean, it's a real thing, right? And you gotta be careful with it, right? Especially in, in my 20 as a, as a young man, I was I was breaking hearts left and right. I got my window smashed quite a few times. I, yeah, I, I was that guy. But, uh, you know, you grow up and you start to learn yourself. And then you start to learn that there's more out there. So that probably my biggest piece of advice is that be careful with it. It's real. At what point did you begin where did that pivot happen at what point did what you age? open yourself yeah what age too did you begin to open yourself to the possibility of love i think it was i think it was probably that first real relationship that i had for four years right and so you were what like 29 30 yeah something, something like that and it's like um, she had kids. So I think that I fell in love with the idea of being a family, right? Family. Which mm -hmm. is crazy, you know? I always wanted my own, always knew that I wasn't going to have any until I got married. That was my, my number one thing is that do this the right way, right? Get married first and have a kid. And so in that situation, took it on and we're together four years and you know that's when I really realized that falling in love with an ideal of a family isn't the same thing as falling in love with a person right mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely definitely different and so that it's situation I stayed around way too long just based on that idea so mm -hmm. that's when it shift shifted and then after that situation uh, is when I started you know dating with intention Mm. focusing on those things come on yeah that's i think that's the most uh, you said you said it perfectly man yeah. like dating with intentions right mm -hmm. so what i would tell my younger self is that um and and i'm, I'm gonna be upfront and honest yeah what were your I was, like? uh i was it, it was hard for me to be honest with women mm. right it was really really hard for me to be honest with, young, with women when i was younger man because I didn't want like the drama and we young men that think like, okay, if I lie, I can get away with, it. I can get away with it. I ain't gonna have no drama. I ain't gonna have no drama. It makes it worse. Right? And it's worse because you forget your lies, right? You forget <laughs> your lies. You're like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you kick in these lies. And then when you involve yourself with m multiple women, not only do you forget the lies that you tell the multiple women, man, but it's exhausting. And it's exhausting because if you're involved with, you know, three, four, five, six women, three, four, five, six women expect good morning text messages, three, four, five, six women expect good nights. 
it, it, and you just find yourself overflowing and you just don't have it. You don't have, and then you get burnt out and then you just, you become heartless and you're like, man, I don't care, you know, whatever, go. Boom. So what I would tell my younger self is that, you know, I wish I would have known the, uh, I wish I would have had the ability to be in dating with intentions, right? And to be honest and just be like, okay, it may hurt them, right? Um, but it's, it's better to go ahead and just get it out and hurt then just just to keep toying around with them understanding and knowing that there's not going to be nothing in the future because not only are you wasting her time but you're wasting your own time so i'm, I'm glad you said that cuz because that's exactly what i was going to say yeah but i mean i tell my go ahead i tell my 20 year old self go have that fun just be honest with it you know what i'm saying because i feel like it's needed it's needed you gotta go through that phase I agree with that. I do have a question for Rob. Um, you made a statement as far as dating a woman with children. You didn't have kids at that time. Um, that's that's definitely a question that we have too, because even myself, I've been in a situation where I've met a guy who didn't have kids and who's he was totally against dating women with children. That's just not what he wanted to do. However, I don't necessarily think he fell in love with the idea of the family because he was that's that's how against he was as far as dealing with somebody with kids he just hated the idea of it I just think he um I don't want to say fell in love but really connected with me we connected and had great chemistry however I do believe what you say is true I think women dating men who don't have children if we already come like as a package deal back in the day they used to call it like a ready-made family um, I do personally believe that for men, that's not typically a situation that they're probably going to stay around for. That's just my opinion. I mean, it brings in a lot of other factors that just dating someone that doesn't have kids, right? Mm -hmm. You have to deal with the baby daddies. Hopefully they're cool. You can have quarter conversations with them. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, parenting style. You know what I'm saying? My, throughout my family, we're raised, you know, yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know, the the standard way. And so now you're learning someone's parenting style and trying to incorporate that with the So it's, it's a lot more stressful. It's, it's definitely not for the weak hearted. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the bond that you build with the kids, that's, that's really the tough part once the actual relationship breaks apart is that that's a tough thing to let go. Like I, I picked up my my ex's kids for maybe a few years after we broke up because we had that connection and we'd still hang out, go to the movies and theme parks and stuff like that. So it that's the tough part, and that's why it's like I don't know if I have that energy. Again. So let me, let me ask you this, Rob. How did you communicate that um, with your current wife? Mm -hmm. doesn't have kids that's the question that i was going to ask about that situation. so great thanks yeah. Dave. you know after after my after that when me and her split i got out here and started dating again that was one of my requirements i used to let women know mm -hmm. that up front like hey look i'm a male role model in these kids lives you know what i'm saying but yeah this is you know they, they look at me as you know 
it was I wouldn't say dad, for you. dads, but mm-hmm. they looked at me as, you know, uh, a male role model in their lives. So mm-hmm. as I got, that's a part of the deal with me. You know, that's what comes with me. Um, unfortunately, they both moved away. So it is what it is. But, you know, that's that's how I brought it to her. I just let her know that look, this is a part of my life. She was. And she looked okay with it. She, was she, she said she was okay with it. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a lot of women, you know. I would just I would just listen to 102.1 dating dilemma. It, they was not all right with it. But again, the man failed to communicate that, right? And that's mm-hmm. it. Up front. You have to, yeah. I think yeah, once you let that be known, so you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. We're a package deal. He let it be known, like, look, we're I a feel package like a woman deal. knows what she's signing up for. But then depending on her reaction and her response, you also know what type of woman she is. Because if she shows any type of reservation or like she has an attitude or it's a problem, to me, that's a problem. Like she's a problem at the door because as a woman, as a mother, that's so admirable to me. A man who, because I mean, you have fathers who leave relationships and don't show up anymore. So let alone a person who is not the father of either child and they still show up and be there, that's very admirable. So I think that tells a lot about both parties in Mm -hmm. situations like that, when it's brought up at the very beginning. For sure. Okay, Fran, you got some more questions? Because I have a list. Yeah, go, you next. I asked the last one. Okay, so Um, so just listening to you guys I think this is a great question too um you made a um a a comment Rob just as far as saying you didn't believe in love early on you didn't understand it um do you think any of that has anything to do and this is for both of you guys with men being afraid to be hurt because after dating I've sat back and learned and observed men and I really do feel like a lot of men fear being heartbroken So whoever wants to go first, you know. And just to add to that, I mean, in the same sense, being afraid to be heartbroken, but being afraid afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah, because that comes with it. Yeah. Men possess different personalities, right? Um, the alpha male definitely ain't doesn't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. So even though he is hurt inside, he ain't gonna show it. He ain't gonna show it, right? And you ever see like um you ever see those videos of, of men that just when they get rejected they spew and they're like oh that's why you ugly anyway because it hurt right they hurt and, and that you know um and a lot of people say oh that's not an alpha media that's the alpha because alphas have pride right alphas have pride alphas don't never want to show weakness alphas don't never they want to be in control of every situation they want to look like and be like um that I'm, I have this big shield around me and I don't want to be hurt. I can't be hurt. You can't hurt me. I don't care what you say. You, you can't hurt me. Right. Um, but that goes back to self-awareness. Right. Um, but then again, too, is that as in men, when you learn to invest, sit back and invest your feelings and understand true love and, and put everything into one woman, um, you do set yourself up for potentially being hurt. But then again, the mm-hmm. woman does too, putting everything in. Right. You know, she's setting herself up. Now it's about trust, your communication, and do you want to do this? That's why dating is so important, right? Is getting to know mm-hmm. one, one another um, so that you understand whether it, 
am I, it's time to back out or can I keep pushing forward? He sh he, she's showing me these type of signs, but I can keep pushing forward. If he's showing me these type of signs, I can continue to keep pushing forward. But they got to understand the more that you push forward, the more that you open yourself up to her, to bigger pain if, if, if people don't live up to their expectations. Yeah. And that's so, that's so important. That's why you have to be um, communicate. You have to date with intentions and you have to have your expectations out there. I feel like. And I feel like be honest too. I feel like a, a lot of men, if they were more honest with us about their feelings and about maybe their past, what they've been through, what they're afraid of. Um, and, but I get it being an alpha male, you're not going to really want to put that out there. But if we knew that, I feel like that would help a lot of women to then understand how to treat that man and how to date that man. You know what I mean? Because just like we expect you guys to show up for us, um, to be consistent, um, to protect us and all of that. I'm learning, we have to do the same for y'all. So if we kind of know that this is you all's background and these are some things that you've been through and these are some things that you're afraid of, well then the right woman needs to know that. So she'll know how to handle you just like men need to handle women. I think you said, I think you said the right thing right there, the right woman, right? The right, the right one. A man is going to evaluate, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to sit back and observe to ensure this is the right woman before he opens himself up to that that potential because it's real you know and yeah it's uh i definitely see where you're coming from in regards to men being scared I, i'd say i wouldn't say scared i'd say cautious mm. right uh but then again you got to think about who you're who you're talking about right because it's if a man's not self-aware, if he don't know himself as a man, he may never get to that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that being said, do you guys feel like that's the first step, honestly, when it comes to men dating and women dating certain men? That man being aware of who he is, aware of self, like that's the first step he has to take. 100%. 100%. And, you know, that's the mature mind, right? Uh, again, when, you know, my 20-year-old self, my 25-year-old self would be totally different than how I am now. But I understand the importance of opening it up and being that open book. Because once you that open book and that woman understands every page, of every part of you, now she knows how to treat you, just like you said. Tia, okay. right? And I think that's so important. And um, the equally yoked part, you can only be equally mm -hmm. yoked when people are both open books and you know how to handle one another. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about handling one another as far as control. I'm talking about handling, oh. let me clear the air. But I'm talking about handling one another when it comes to certain situations, one another's weaknesses. Where can you be strong? Where can you fit in? Where you can support her, where she can support you. Um, and, and being there for one another because this relationship is everything about you and your partner. You know, it's not about anybody else. Um, so if as a man, I understand that my, I trust my woman that when I open up to her, it stays with her. If I if I open up to her with something that's so personal, I've never shared with anybody else, right? But I'm trusting her with this, to handle this information with kindness and care. For one, that shows her a lot. Oh, like this man is telling me something he has never told anyone. Now she understands that she's different than everybody else, right? And as a man, if you've been through something that's traumatizing, whatever the case may be, and you open up to her, then that shows that you're 
you know, like you're mature enough, mm-hmm. right? And, and that you're very serious and you're, you have intentions and true intentions with her. And it goes vice yeah. versa. Woman too. Yeah, and we kind of touched on that um, last week from our perspective and being in an environment where it's safe, right? For us to be vulnerable. So that woman would have had to create an environment that was safe enough for you. And I think for men, it's it's a little bit more difficult to to be vulnerable. But once she creates that environment, and us women too, as we experience more and we date more, and the more we get hurt, the thicker that wall becomes. Um, and it's very important that that environment is created. I think what can get gray sometimes is um, lack of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, when to open up is this person truly being genuine he's telling me i've never told anyone this before but how i know you ain't no motherfucking lie you know what i'm saying and so i i think once you have that self-awareness and you the more you experience you're able to gauge and read (laughs) the bs a little bit more um but i want to kind of just piggyback off the conversation because we're talking about the right one, right? And that I'm sure T, this is probably on your list too, because a lot of women Mm want to know, how do you know when the woman is the one and how long does it typically take men to know this? Good question, good question. That is a good question. So I would say for me, right? because I was previously married and I knew what I didn't want. Because mm-hmm. once I, you know, I was young, got married because I thought it was the right thing to do and this and the third. Um, but then when it failed, I understood I'm looking back and it's like, you know what, we were so divided. We, we, didn't, we didn't join nothing. You know why we didn't join nothing? Because I didn't trust her with my stuff and she didn't trust me with hers. So that's, that's deal. <laughs> there was a problem right then and there everything was divided right um and then after the marriage and going through all that and then dating and dating and dating and it's like man there's so much and i'm i'm finding more things i dislike in the women that i'm dating than i do like and it's it's causing there's a barrier i can't i can't go before i can't we're not this ain't long term yeah we can stay around temporary we can have fun we can go out but that's it what made it for me um, with my current relationship with my old lady is that everything that I found out that I disliked in a woman, I could not find that in her. Right. For when example. I, for example, um, when it came to understanding how I am as a father, she understood it. Why? Because she has children the same age as my children. Okay. Right. To becoming the breadwinner. And understanding how hard and the burden is that, you know why she understands? Because she was the breadwinner. So she understands that part of me, right? Um, Lifestyle. I'm not the type of person to go out. I'm not the type of person to be all up in the clubs, throwing money and doing this and doing that and hanging out and all that. What is she? The same way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I value education and furthering my education. You know what she already had? Education. You know, the one person I can lean on when when I have work, I have to, when I'm just like, for example, like when I have to go out of town for work and I have work I have to do, you know who I can lean on? Lean on her. 
you know, um, or when it comes to cooking, like a lot of people have to say like, oh, women, they need to be in the kitchen and cook. Nah, I'm a cook. There was a point in our relationship where I was cooking so much. She was like, damn, you know what? I ain't cooking like a week. <laughs> but that made her happy and that made me happy. And I think the one thing in that is that we both consider one another. And when you find a relationship where you both consider one another equally, it's an amazing thing. And it's it's not like, what did you, uh, what she say? It's, it, we, we, don't, we don't have a gender uh, we, don't have a gender role, we don't have a gender role relationship. Mm-hmm. I could wash dishes, she could wash it. I could wash clothes, she could wash clothes. I could fold mm-hmm. clothes, she could fold clothes. She could pay bills, I could pay bills. We talk about that all the time. Babe. And we have things together. Mm-hmm. So so with our accounts being together, I'm not paying the mortgage. She not paying, we paying the mortgage. Paying, we paying the electric bill. We paying the car bill. We taking care of the kids. It's a we, we, we thing, mm-hmm. right? And once you have that, in the relationship, man, it's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable feeling. So to me, that's that's a multi-level question. I'm I'm figuring this out recently, right? Because initially, I was under the impression, okay, once you once you go through something with the woman, right, and she shows her true colors, right? She shows you something there. You figure that's the one. Right. And that that I think with my uh, uh, with my current situation, that I think was our uh, sort of blinder. Right. Went through something. We get along. Excellent. Right. I've never had issues with uh, infidelity or any of that. But at the end of the day it came down to our core values being aligned, right? Mm-hmm. You know, children and this and that. We both don't have any, what are we, you know, we talked about things, but initially that core value has to be aligned. Otherwise, all that other stuff, Definitely. really, you know, it doesn't last, it doesn't last. So that's what I'm learning right now, having that aligned core uh, in terms of what, what your future is, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do want to piggyback off the last question, but before we do that, you'll notice there's a new face in the camera. My husband just got home from work and um, he's joining us so we can engage a little perspective from him as well. Um, before we get back into the conversation, babe, can you just introduce yourself and kind of um, give us just a quick background on your dating history. You know, how long you were single, when you got married. Uh, at what age you got married, and then you can hop right in where we left off. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, What's your name? My name is TJ. <laughs> I'm the husband of this beautiful young lady sitting right next to me. Um, I've I've been one of them type of guys where I'm not going to say uh, a player or anything like that, but I I like to say I don't, I never had a lot of girlfriends. I've had a lot, I had women that I dealt with in certain ways, but not necessarily a lot of women that I would claim to say that they were my girlfriend. So, and all of my life, I like to think I've probably been in, I mean, this is including high school, maybe 
four or five relationships, if that. So um, I got married a uh, couple years back. Um, and yeah, life is good. So far. <laughs> okay. So I'll just kind of catch you up to where we are. We were just talking about um, how do how does a man know, you know, when that woman is the one and how long does that typically take? Doesn't take a long time to know. You generally know. I, I For me, I knew within like the first six months that I was going to marry you. Like legitly, I knew. And it's crazy because I, I've been with a woman for a long amount, a decent amount of time. And what's decent? Years. How like many years? Seven. There she go, man. Years <laughs> to get exact. And okay. I mean, there's no knock against this woman. You know what I mean? Great woman, great mother, everything. But it's I kind of always knew that that's not something that I wanted to do with her. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I kind of always, always knew. Yeah, in a sense, yes. I, I kind of always knew that that wasn't somewhere that we would end up going. Okay, so Tia, go ahead and ask the question. Just in general, what makes a woman, quote unquote, wifey? Like, how do you know this is wife material? This is a woman that I would marry. This is a woman that I would spend the rest of my life with. And I said that, TJ, because um, when we asked the question, like, how do you know this is the one? Dale gave us some really, really great um, pointers and insight on how he knew his person was the one for him. However, when it comes to dating, I do feel like men come across multiple women. Um, let's say if they're dating five women, maybe three out of those five women are great women. Like from A to Z, they will check everything off that man's box. But for whatever reason, she's just not his person. So I kind of want to know what are some of those boxes that have to be checked off for men? What are some things that men look for when it comes to a wife? I think every man's different. Mm -hmm. But if I can be honest, I mean, you can find the one or a woman that checks all those boxes that you like, right? But it's not necessarily her. You know, sometimes it's you. Are you in the season to actually pursue something like that? That's what I was going to say. It's more or less a timing thing. A lot of the time it's a timing thing. Uh, me personally, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just where you are in that particular time of your life. Like you can, I've, I've come across some nice young ladies that I felt like could have been possibly uh, wifey material, but at the end of the day, it's more or less like where am, where am I in my life? You know what I mean? Am I ready for that? Mm -hmm. And that's not nothing that you can really say. Like, you don't really know you're ready for it until it's like upon you almost, you know what I mean? And then other than that, it's like, um, are you equally yoked with someone? You know, I think that's the most important part because a person can check off a lot of boxes, but if you all at the core mm -hmm. don't match, it's, it's just, it just won't work. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's very important. You got to have a yin and a yang, a push and a pull. You know what I mean? And again, a woman, she can be attractive. You know what I mean? She can have education. You know what I'm saying? She can take care of her kids if she have them. She can do everything that you like, but at her core, if she's not compatible with you at your core, 
no matter how bad you want it, you can never get that square peg through that round hole. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much what the situation was with the previous relationship that I was in. You know what I mean? So that's just my opinion. I think y'all both said something really good though, because I asked that question because of course, I'm sure everyone knows when it comes to women, whenever a relationship or something ends, they're always trying to figure out what, what was it? Why, why not me? Especially if a guy ends a relationship with a woman and not soon after he's with someone else and marries her for a lot of, like I've, I know people personally who have had that happen to them and they were really great women. So of course they're asking themselves like, why me? Like, I did this, you know what I mean? So I guess that's why I ask those questions because then women start to ask themselves, well, what didn't I do or what was it? But you all just said something to me that is very important, that God has to be ready. So it really sometimes has absolutely nothing to do with us as women, but everything to do with where that man is at that moment in his life. Let me preface it by saying that uh, it could be that woman too. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody box, everybody's You you can have a woman that's you know attractive, educated, um, nurturing, uh, uh, you know, a a accommodating woman, but for a man that's maybe in the stage of his life that he's driven, right? And he's trying to accomplish goals. He might need somebody that's more, you know, encouraging as opposed to, you know, stop and talk and stay back, right? Not saying that that's not a great woman for somebody, but that's just not a right fit for that particular individual. So, I mean, you can't, I don't think you can put anyone else's decisions on yourself and say, what was wrong with me if it just is not your situation to be in because if it was, it would be. Mm-hmm. I think when you sit back and you realize, right, men and women that goes through those situations, when you sit back, it's <clears throat> like, did I do something wrong, right? And um, a lot of times, people put, like men, you know, that move on. A woman shouldn't feel like they they put they did something wrong in order for this relationship to end. Maybe it was just him. He didn't know what he really wanted. He didn't sit back and realize what he really wanted. So mm-hmm. it wasn't me because I invested everything into it and vice versa. A man can't, and if a woman leaves a man and can't say like, oh, it was me or something. Nah, I did everything I could. I was open. I was honest. I was transparent. I was communicative. You know, I did everything I could. Uh, I was an open book. She just chose someone else. So it wasn't me. It was her. Absolutely. Uh, and when you when you realize that, then you could just let it go and then just keep moving on with life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming to a place of acceptance is mm-hmm. sometimes a hard thing to do. Yeah. And I just want to point it out, you know, to our listeners that you've heard from three different men and there is something that they all agree upon is making sure that core value and those goals aligned. My husband entered into this conversation. He didn't hear any of the previous notions from Dell or Rob, and he came, he, he still came with the same um, mm-hmm. perspective. 
And so just kind of take heed to that. And I think a big part of it is accepting one another's journey. And though it could be hard and it's hurtful, you know, to let a relationship go, something that you've invested in wholeheartedly, um, they're doing us both a favor, Mm -hmm. right? Whoever decides to walk away, whether it's the man or the woman, but if that's the decision that's made, take it knowing that you gave it your all, you gave 100%. Um, and because you weren't that person, sometimes that's a, a, a big pill to swallow, but it's okay because he mm-hmm. saved you a little bit of time for you to really meet the person that God had designed for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing is, is knowing when to walk away, right? If you mm-hmm. know at the core, we're not aligned, but we still hold on for selfish reason. Mm-hmm. If you're still holding on, it's for a selfish reason. That the reason, that's just my yeah. perspective. How much love do you really have for this person to say, you know what, at the core, we really just don't agree. And I love you enough to allow you to go and find that with somebody else. Instead well, of stringing that woman along or stringing that man along for years on end. And it's not, I wouldn't even necessarily say, I mean, that's, that's very pertinent, but also for yourself. I was just about to say that. How much love do you have for yourself? That's my biggest thing. You get one life. You know what I mean? You get one life and it's up to you to make you happy. So it's not like you hear so many times that people stay in these marriages and in these relationships. Oh, we're going to do it for the kids. We're going to do it. That's, I, I think that's the wrong way to look at anything, just for the simple fact that the kids get older and they're really happy. You know what I mean? You yourself deserves to be happy. Like in my situation, in my past relationship, like I knew that again, that I wasn't going to marry this woman. You know what I mean? I knew that that was something that she wanted. You know what I mean? So I got to a point where it's like, she's a good girl. I don't want to break her. I don't want to just up and leave. So it almost got to a point where I was looking for a reason to leave. You know what I mean? Mm. So I started doing what I was doing. Like didn't even get curved. I got caught up or anything like that. Cause it was almost like my way out. You know what I mean? And I know it sounds so bad, but at the end of the day, it's like, the issues that we have in in this prior relationship, the issues that we had, we just keep having these same issues over and over and over and over again. And my whole perspective on that was, I don't want to sit here and 15, 20 years down the line, be feeling the same way that I'm feeling right now. And now all of my good years are gone. You know what I mean? Like all of my. I have a question. You, it's gone you know what i mean like and then vice versa for her as well i don't want to sit here and use up all of her time knowing that what her ultimate goal is and my ultimate goal you know what i mean and then once we finally do decide to break we 50 in it six you know what i mean like that's not good i just wasted uh, her whole life and i just wasted my whole life on a fictitious belief that oh i'm doing this for the kids or oh we be good together financially so I'm going to make this work, but the whole time knowing that's not truly where I want to be. So I so think that's this question. That a lot of people make. Yes, ma'am. You made a comment. You said that you were looking for a reason to leave. So you were doing things with the intentions of hopefully being caught. 
so that could be your way out why not just have that conversation and again for me that's for men y'all will keep something going for a long time come on, instead man. of just saying i don't like come on why didn't you just leave like why like that's one thing i'm learning though with men men won't leave we have to leave them almost in a sense i feel and like you know when it comes to that's, that's, that's the truth because you know why like again she was a good girl you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like i don't want to i don't want to come across as a jackass you know what i mean i don't which i was ultimately because but it's it's like it's hard to be honest go ahead that's what it is i get it but what about this feeling it's just my 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 season that i was in you know what i mean like i understand i'm not i wasn't as mature as i am now when I was in that type of a situation, you know what I mean? So it's a learning process for me too. You know what I mean? Like, so you do admit though, in that situation, all you needed to do was have that conversation. That was a conversation that just needed to be had. Yeah. But also when you have that conversation, it's like, is she going to take it for what it's worth? Or is she going to apply more pressure? Like I'm going to make this work. I'm going to everything that like, if I just throw out some reason, Oh, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, some women they just double down on it like they don't want to give it up even even if you're telling them like i don't want to they like no you gonna you gonna but you gonna be with me exactly let me me tell you this though this this is a true statement this is a true statement right this is this is men's biggest fear a man isn't committed to a woman and he knows that he should have this conversation and leave but what, what brings them fear the most is that you leave this woman and you don't find that, and then you see this woman in a happier relationship, mm. better off, doing good, starting a family, the other man there, loving her unconditionally, and then you wanted to leave, you was doing all this stuff, and you mm. look at me, That's deep. I ain't found nothing. Yeah. So this is why, this because I knew, because I knew that she was, she, she was a good woman, and she was oh, great yeah. for somebody else. Mm. And why, now you're looking at yourself like, man, I thought the grass was greening over here. Is that why men typically get into another relationship before in like they start dating? Like a rebound, like a uh, a feel yeah, good, like, like have a woman there on the side. Happy, so I'm finna go over here and jump over here. Is that typically why they do that? So that they know when they are leaving this situation, they're not going to be alone because that's another that's another um, another way that we look thing, at men. Right? Like we think, thing. yeah, like that you guys typically make sure you have something already lined up. Because in all honesty, the way you all look to us, it's like you all are afraid of being alone. So you want to make sure you have something lined up so that if this doesn't go well, if it goes south, whether she leaves or you decide to leave, you already got somebody that you can pick back up. Y'all having sex, y'all going on dates, y'all spending time, like you picking back up from where you left off. I think this goes for men and women, right? Same. Men and women can be image slaves. Mm. That's powerful, right? Image. I know. Let, let's just when let's I say, say when I say, say, image, say. Uh, <laughs> one, day. one more time, one more time. One more image, time. Image slave is that you know mm-hmm. you try to be this one person. Like I got the baddest woman, coded. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing to society. Everybody's seeing it in society. Oh, he out there got a bad woman. But when you go home, you're not doing it right, you're not treating her right, this and third. So then when she gets fed up and she leaves. Mm-hmm. Cause you was too afraid to leave because you was too afraid to do the right thing and she found out and now she found somebody else that loves her unconditionally gives her everything she wants now you like nah i got an image to protect i can't just be the lonely lonely mm-hmm. man out here hurt i'm gonna go find mm-hmm. me something let me go to the club real quick let me find me something oh the bottle girl boo. 
Yeah. You know, this it's your slide to the image. And women had it too. When a, when a good man that was there for you, you know, that took care of the kids or took care of the kids you had with a previous relationship, he wasn't good enough for whatever reasons you were. Now he move on and he give that to another woman. Now, now you just look at her. You're like, man, he, yeah, you feel like why he couldn't be that with me. No, nah, he was that with you. You just didn't open up enough or mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Now you have to, it goes back to self-awareness, man. What was your reservation? Why didn't you fully on commit? Why didn't you give that person your time of day and focus on that relationship? I, I think, I think some of that is like lower vibration activity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because for sure, it, it's more of a, I think it's more, it can be more of a revenge type thing or an ego type thing. And I don't think that sure. that gets you to the highest level of yourself in any case. Like with my situation, we're going through, it's a, it's an amicable break because we're just mm. not aligned. We're okay with that, right? But as opposed to me getting back out here, crazy. My mind, my mindset is like, let me go back and do what I did in my twenties. Let me go get to know myself again, mm-hmm. right? Let me, let me sit in that space for a while and just grow, right? And that space is typically where you find what you look for, right? Because you have time to process it, think about everything and, you know, make right decisions. Why do you think it's so hard though for men to sit with themselves? Just from my perspective, from our perspective, it seems like men always have to be entertaining someone or someone Mm -hmm. entertaining them. Why do you think it's so hard for men to really maybe go a year without dating, talking to a woman, um, and just really sitting with self with self. No, I'm not saying <laughs> not I have conversations and hear, you know honestly, what I mean get to know a lot people, of men, but... that's what they do. They go from one woman to the next woman to and there's really no break between entertaining somebody. All right, they never so, date themselves. So my my oh, my mindset on that is because in a lot of cases you don't like what you see, right? Like when you're in your, your 20s and for the first time you're living for yourself, right? And one day you wake up, you got all the laundry on the couch unfolded. You're picking up clothes from that pile and trying to iron them and put them on. And that's your dresser. On, you know, the lot <laughs> of clothes on the couch. Uh, you know, you wake up and your breast stinks and, and you just... It's that, okay, I see who I am now. Now I see what I need to fix, right? Mm-hmm. Credit might be terrible or, or whatever it is. And so I think that um, sitting alone in that space, a lot of people, and men and women, aren't going to like what they see in that space. That's why they're always entertaining. But mm-hmm. I think it's necessary to to be in that space to know what you need to correct so that you can get to where you're trying to go okay um so thinking back to your dating your singleness men um i know rendell you're recent you know you recently off a you know a seven year single stretch Mm -hmm. um 
what was dating like? What do you think about the women now these days? What are some mm-hmm. of the turnoffs and some pet peeves? Mm-hmm. That That's good. Away? That's a good question. Yeah, women. You know, just drop a couple nuggets in there for our listeners. All right. So let me um let me go back because I, I dated a few. Uh, so a man with kids, right? A man with kids dating a woman with no kids is hard, right? Because a woman wants that time, right? And more for my situation is that I'm a full-time father. So a lot of women that used to, oh, you got kids, that's fine. You must be every other weekend, one win, every Wednesday type dad. But me, I wasn't. I was every day, every weekend, practices and things like that. It's hard, right? Um, so I think when you have when you're a full-time dad dating a woman with kids with, with no kids is is hard i don't i don't think it's gonna work unless that woman is receptive so be specific what are some things that you're seeing in women that was like a red flag for you the thing too is uh right now like i want it now like oh you got a nice house i want to move in now oh i'm about to start yeah. buying groceries i'm gonna start red going flag. red start flag pulling up like hey don't worry about it Are you working late i'm gonna cook right now what do you want me to bring I'm saying applying that pressure to you like it's like nah, what, what you what you putting that pressure on and another thing too is like oh you walk you walk in here with a bag oh like a spend a night bag yeah you spent oh you are oh, you trying oh, to spend a night. Night. Like, hold on. i gotta oh, spend a night bag. <laughs> It's five o'clock in the afternoon. We just you supposed to come over. We get have dinner and then, bam, go separate ways. Have a nice mm. conversation. Go separate ways. You got whole spend a night back. So I think that um, <laughs> a lot of times the women I came across, they like they see, especially like men with like things going for themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, my baby daddy wasn't this. The guys I dated wasn't this. So, so they I'm were like, kind of aggressive. Would you say they were aggressive? I think, I think they just. Doing too much. Doing too I much. I agree. I've, I've, I've been. I like they saw a meal ticket. Like I've they saw in... like something that was like, oh, this is what I want. Like women want a, a stable man. They want a man with their own, his own place. Like all of that. So it sounds you, like they were trying to. Listen, I'll go to the store and get it. And then by the time you come home, just if you give me the key or give me access, oh, wow. I, could just, I could just put it in. in it. Nah, hell no. Nah. So I just wanted to. um. I want to hear from Rob because I was about to ask him a question. Actually, I was. Can I ask him the question that I have? Uh huh. Go ahead, Rob. So I want to know for you, being that you know, TJ's married, Dale, you're in a situation, but like you said, you're soon gonna be out there. Um, I don't like how that sounds, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how? This is another thing that women struggle with. And the question was showing men a common interest versus chasing them. So I guess the question was, how do we, what, I don't know, like, but you, do you kind of get what, what they're, where they're going with it? Like, how do we decide between the two where you're just showing a common interest or now I'm almost like chasing you and do men like for women to, let's just say, send the morning text? Because that's a big thing nowadays where women look for, we look to receive that. But do you guys like that in return? To be that, get that first? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily think it's like a necessity. I mean, okay. like I, I've been off the market for a little while, but I've been out here having conversations. So I'm, I'm starting to get 
I guess, a little bit of what's going on out here these days. Uh, <laughs> Got to get reacclimated, huh? Right, yeah, that's all black yeah. He's like, I'm getting the feel for what's going on now. But uh, a lot of it's just communication. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what I run into a lot is that people in, in, in general have a tough time having a conversation, right? Or having courtesy in terms of mm. communicating with someone, right? Uh, and as well as that, given, I, I guess, leeway to life, you know? Because, uh, like you said, a good morning text, that might not be something that's possible with someone that maybe has children at home. Mm -hmm. Or someone that has a career that, you know, takes their focus at that particular period of time. So the communication with it and, you know, being understanding to someone's circumstances, I think that that's, that's the real, I mean, that's the most important thing to, to, to look at. Yeah. Did I answer your question to you? Um, you kind of did, I guess, really what the question was, it was showing men a common interest versus chasing them. Oh, okay. I guess some women struggle with wanting to reciprocate the same level of interest in that guy that he is showing them versus coming across as like, now I'm pursuing Thirsty. Yeah, okay. as a woman, but we also know too, we don't want to sit back too much because then guys have feelings too. And you guys want to feel wanted and like that woman is interested. So if we sit back too much, then you're going to feel like, I guess she's not really that interested. I think yeah. that's the thing with um, like Tia that you mentioned before, we're like um, exclusively dating. Mm -hmm. We don't have those other distractions from other people. You can you can fulfill that and you can accomplish those things because there's no nobody outside impeding in my time or I'm having to give my time to. Now I'm dating you. I can solely give my time to you. And you don't have and she, you know, the woman doesn't have anybody else impeding in that. And then you bring it together. I think that right there, you can get um, you can make progress in relationships and be able to be transparent with one another and be open with one another. And I think I think it also goes back to the communication aspect, right? If you're communicating where you're at in the situation, you know, there's no there's no room for misinterpretation, right? Mm -hmm. If you're telling someone, hey, you know, I don't want anything serious, but I would like to get to know you as a person. And then we can see if that turns into something, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny. <laughs> Did that just sound like some bullshit? <laughs> 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 but I would bring things serious. But I would like to get to. Well, how the hell you want to get to? No, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. I'm gonna have to work on that. I'm so. new no. out here. But yeah, you gonna have to work on that because if somebody come to me and say I'm not looking for nothing serious, but I do want to get. Well, why do you want to get to know me? No, but I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you. I have to. Laugh. No, but that's a legitimate question. Sense, that's right? a legit. Like, yeah. Do men really want to just get out here and make connections? 
That's a possibility. Exactly, because that's what it sounds like. I just, I'm just out here networking, connecting, getting to know people. You know, I'm not interested in anything serious. I'm in, a, you know, in a season where I'm focusing on myself. But it's a way in how you communicate it. Now, when you put it like what you just, you know, said, I don't want no relationship, but I'm interested but in I want to get to know you. you. That do sound like you just want to get me in the motherfucking bed. Let's I ain't gonna lie, it. that's what they gave me. So please, don't <laughs> before you get out here because this is not gonna work. <laughs> like, work on it go rehearse that in the mirror <laughs> um let's talk about therapy couples hmm. therapy do you feel that is that an option when just dating just dating not even married but we're just dating what do you guys think about couples therapy no hold on <laughs> Hell no. Oh, you said no? <laughs> you said hell no. Been dating? Well, date. okay, let's say dating exclusively. No. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, I'd say if you're dating with the intent to get married, I feel like that should be like a driver's license. You know, that, that should be relationship you, though, you right? have to get it before anybody could take that step because things can come out in that therapy that may make you rethink taking the next step yeah taking the next step or may may prepare you for how to cooperate with someone in that situation prior to taking it on Mm -hmm. so that i feel like needs to be a requirement that's good. What but about if you're dating somebody though? Like I feel like if you're dating someone, but I mean in the ex- not, not just dating around. I do mean in an exclusive way. We're in right, a, but okay, so that's a relationship. Are well, we talking about a relationship or dating? Because you're saying okay, in a relationship, then I I'm more susceptible to that. I think exclusively dating in a relationship. Yeah. Because that's dating with the intentions of going to the next step, which... But you haven't reached that next step yet. So I feel like if you already got to go to couples therapy and y'all just in a dating phase... But sometimes it's not that you're going to couples therapy because there's a problem. Sometimes you're going just because, hey, let's have a third party come in. Maybe we have communication issues. I don't think... Sometimes the lack of communication doesn't necessarily uh, mean problem. It just that made is me the problem. The communication is the communication or lack thereof is the problem itself. But if okay. you got good communication, if you got everything, therapy is only needed when there is a problem. You don't go it's and get therapy. physical therapy if you don't if I you have an injury. Therapy, you know I, I mean? disagree. I mean, I'm just using that as an example, though. You know what I, I mean? I disagree. Like, I, I disagree. I some, go ahead. I have, to, I have something to say on that. Come on. So it is about communication, but communication can take you only so far if you don't know the right questions to ask right mm-hmm. so that's why i think therapy prior to marriage is is definitely important in in a relationship and that's the that's the thing relationships are relationships people date exclusively all the time but in a lot of cases they're just doing it to do it they don't have any intention or one person doesn't have the intention of getting there and so i can see why that might be beneficial to sort out you know am i wasting my time with this person that's true but 
I don't see it as I don't see it as being such a big thing. Yeah. Unless you're you're on that path. Do you feel like it's nest? Do you feel like it's a need though? Like we have to go to couples counseling, couples therapy in order for us to take our relationship to the next step, which hopefully for everyone, the next step would be marriage. Do you feel like that needs to take place? Definitely. Okay. What about you, Dale? But I think with, um, when dating, no, I think at that point you have to like evaluate yourself. That's sort of self-awareness. Like if you feel like you have some downfalls, then maybe you just need counseling for yourself to talk over what your what your reservations are, right? Now, once you get into a committed relationship and you looking forward to marriage, then yeah, it's very important for you okay. and your partner to go to uh, marriage counseling um, and, and understand what the commitment is to marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, they, oh yeah, I can marry this person. But you have to understand the commitment to marriage. Marriage is through thick and thin, better or worse, right? Until death. So no matter, unconditionally, you know, God forbid somebody lose two arms. Come on. You got to be able to, you got to be able to step up. That's what you committed yourself to. Are you willing to take that step? Are you willing to wake up next to that person every single day and do what it takes to um, forego this marriage and make sure that this marriage works out? Are you willing to go through the trials and tribulations of this marriage and make sure everything works out? What about somebody losing a job? I think, you know, in America, that's the number one cause of divorce is financial. Finances. Financial reasons. Somebody loses a job. Now somebody looking at him like, man, I'm picking up all the work. This is and the third. When are you going to find a job? When are you going to find a job? And, but are you willing to work through those problems? So I think couples counseling or marriage counseling goes over what your mindset will be in those situations and how do you handle that and how do you communicate that so i think it's very important i think it's a necessity mm-hmm. it should be a prerequisite to being married is that like count right mm-hmm. how important do you guys as men feel that just therapy for yourself mm-hmm. like going to therapy for yourself dealing with being a black mm-hmm. man in America, dealing with being single for you, a single father, or just having children for yourself, being in a four-year relationship and then a marriage, correct? Like, I'm sure there's trauma. I'm sure there's things there that you need to unpack. There's things there that you need to talk about that you need healing from. How do you guys feel as men about going to just get therapy for yourself and unpacking everything that you have inside of you Mm -hmm. so that you can be better for you first that's a question I think that goes back to like how how my path was right when values to tell me all the time I needed counseling yeah I mean I could have went there but I knew exactly what my problems were I knew exactly what I was doing I knew exactly what I had to do in order to be a man in a, in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't doing those things. I think counseling helps you bring out things that you would not understand that would be there or how to communicate or how to even self-aware and be able to see yourself and see the problems. But when Everybody's you know the problem- Everybody's not self-aware though. So are you- What'd you say? Everybody's not self-aware. Yeah, yeah so right. You Everybody, that so when you're not self-aware, and you and you so sometimes a lot of people they battle with themselves when they 
talking about self-evaluation, they become biased. You can't be biased. Mm -hmm. You have to be straight up and honest, right? So when you feel like you're kind of biased, yeah, you need counseling, Mm -hmm. right? You tell tell an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. No, I ain't no alcoholic, but they drink every day, depend on it. No, Mm -hmm. you're not Mm self-aware. But yeah, you need counseling. You need help, for sure. Um, You tell somebody that's a, a, a compulsive cheater or a serial cheater in a relationship, and they say, man, you, you keep cheating because you, you, you're just a cheater. No, I'm not a cheater. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, you need counseling because something <laughs> in your life has is, is got you to the point where you continuously keep cheating, whether the woman's good or bad. But when you know what your problems are, yeah, you can, you, you can either correct it yourself or if you don't know how to correct it yourself, then you go find a counselor and say, hey, I, these are my problems in relationships. I need help trying to overcome them and how do I do that yeah the big question is yeah I do it I know I do it but have you ever been in a situation you're like I don't know why I do it (laughs) I don't know why I keep doing it I want to know how you feel about that though like where are you like again being that you you were in a relationship for four years and you entered like everything that you have going on do you feel like therapy is important for you now to receive for yourself? Is that something that you seek or that you're open to? Um, so I've been before, mm-hmm. I've been before, uh, just going through the process, right? Divorce is something that's like- It's like a death. Yeah, say. yeah, it's, it could be big. And so I did a few things, so I'm, Myself, I think I'm very emotionally intelligent and very self-aware as well. Okay. And I think more than anything, what the therapist provides is just the ear to listen, mm. right? Um, and like I said, I've, I've been once or twice, I don't feel like I got much value out of it. I feel like get more value out of my support system, you know what I'm saying? People I have around me that I can reach out to and have a conversation with and know that it's staying there. And, um, you know, as well, well as that, you know, a lot of introspect, you know, uh, you can get a lot out of podcasts or just hearing other people's stories, right? Right. Relating that to your life. So it, it depends. Um, it also depends on, yeah your situation because if you don't have that support system if you're not introspective if you're not self-aware i think it could definitely do a lot of help that was what i just wanted to make sure people were aware of a lot of people aren't equipped with the tools that a lot of us have to be self-aware like i feel like that's the main thing that a lot of people are struggling with is just self-awareness identifying their struggles identifying that trauma, identifying the things that they need to work on, those things that are hindering them from just being a better them and showing up for them. So that's why me personally, I do think that therapy is good for people who struggle with that. Not everyone has that. Not everyone is blessed to just be so self-aware, so emotionally, mentally, and spiritually intelligent to where they're able to tap into all of that and identify what's going on? Why am I acting like this? Why am I feeling this way? And what do I need to do to align myself so that things are better? Everybody's just not strong enough for that. So Mm -hmm. I do encourage people who aren't to go get that help in order to bring yourself out of it. 
And I just want to say too, to my husband's point is therapy isn't just a defensive mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's a preventative. For sure. Right. We can use therapy to prevent certain situations from occurring or certain reactions to incur, um, you know, prevent them from occurring. And so I would just say, because again, me and him, we had the conversation. I said, I think we should do, do therapy. And it's not because I think our marriage was on the brink of divorce. Right. But I wanted to address whatever little issues there were before we you even get to that point. Mm hmm. So you saw an area where there could be some assistance. Yeah, we're two individuals, right? Anytime we're Mm -hmm. dating, we're taking two. Like we said last week, friend, we're taking two individuals, nine times out of 10, two completely different backgrounds, two Mm -hmm. coming from homes with two completely different parenting styles. Mm There's going to be headbutting. And that's not to say, oh, we're not compatible, Mm-mm. right? But it's just getting an understanding of how your partner mm-hmm. operates, mm-hmm. how your partner communicates, knowing when to address your partner with certain topics, you mm-hmm. know, that might be a little triggering. And I think therapy could really help um, bring to light, you know, some of those things to help us communicate betterly or betterly. To help us communicate better. We just made it. (laughs) Communicate better. We'll start wrapping up here because I know we all got families to tend to. But I do just, I have have one other question in there, friend. If you have one other question to throw in there before we wrap up. Um, As men, and I know this is going to vary from men to men. What do you feel your role is as a man in a relationship or in a marriage? Mm. Um, for me, I um, I always pride myself is like you you have to be the foundation and the strength of your household and in your relationship. The woman's gonna feed off of your energy. The you give a woman and she's you give a woman a seed, she's gonna make it a flower. You you give a woman a house, she's gonna make it a home. You know what I mean? So what I mean by that is that in order to be the the foundation, which is the strongest part of any building, that has to be the man. You gotta be able to protect, provide, Mm -hmm. love, care, nurture, nourish, you know, um, be empathetic Mm -hmm. um, and and put yourself in other people's shoes. You have to be able to burden some things that you don't want your family to burden. You have to be able to take on the challenges that you don't want anybody else in your family to take on, Mm -hmm. right? If it comes down to it and I have to and I have to work 18 hour days, baby, let it be me. I don't want it to be you. Um, and and I think you have to be very, very much headstrong in a relationship. But like again, what I say is you give that woman that energy and she's gonna feed off of it. That's if you have a, a woman that is willing to be submissive in certain areas, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of women they don't want willing to be submissive. Part two. Sound like think, uh, Come on, Rob. We want to hear you. That's part two. What he talking about? <laughs> so I, I agree with I agree with Dale in regards to the foundation. You know what I'm saying? The, the foundation of the relationship has to be the man. And I state that not giving it necessarily more importance or significance mm-hmm. to the woman's role, right? Because the foundation is what the house sits on, but 
you can't just live on the foundation, right? You have to have those other aspects that go into it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, being the protector, right? Being the provider, being, you know, one word that, that kind of struck, struck me when, uh, before I got married, I was in the barbershop speaking with this old man and he was like, you know what my role is in my marriage? And it's lasted 30 years. He said, to be a servant leader, mm. right? To be a servant leader, to do the things for your wife and show her how she's supposed to be taken care of. And in turn, you'll get those things back. And so that's why I look at it. I like it. I love it. I like that. Well, we need a part Yes. Oh, you were here. What is your, um, he stepped away to get to soul, but what do you feel like your role is as a man in a relationship, in a marriage? Uh, protect, provide, counsel. Mm, I like that. I ain't heard that one yet. Confidant. Um, just counsel is big. Yeah, like you, you, you have to be, you have to be the rock, the bedrock of the relationship. I'm pretty sure these gentlemen already stated, but you got to be the basement of the house. You got to be the foundation. Mm -hmm. And as the you go, as the relationship go, or vice versa, like your own the relationship is only going to be as strong as the type of leadership you're getting you know what i mean or the type of foundation that it's sitting on so i mean that's that's basically what it is that's, so when that's you amazing. say protect you when you all say protect you just mean physically physically mentally emotionally, emotionally you know what i mean protect you from certain that's things a that's big thing put too, you right in. is that when a woman feels protected emotionally and that means her heart when a man makes her heart a priority, hey, mm-hmm. and you got a great woman, there's no limits to what she'll do for you. Come on, you, you keep her. You keep her feeling like she the she the the best woman in the world. That she is the best gift that's ever happened to you. That you know she's the greatest mother. That she's smart, intelligent, beautiful. No I matter lock some shit. No, no matter <laughs> no matter no matter with clothes on or or, or naked. Right. She'll be vulnerable with you and she's going to still be protected. She could tell you the deepest secret. She ain't never told anybody herself and it's secure with you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I mean by protected. Mm-hmm. I'm just not talking about physical. Yeah. She know that if we go out in town and someone tries something, of course, right. it's, about to, it's about to pop off. But when, when, when the walls close in and there's four walls and it's just y'all two, are you going to say things that's going to hurt her? Is she going to tell you things that she's later going to regret because you're going to throw it back in her face? Mm-hmm. Are you going to chastise her? If she if she goes through some type of condition, she picks up weight, are you not going to support her? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be attracted to her no more. Come on, Dale. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you know that, baby, regardless, if you pick up weight and you're unhappy with yourself, I'm going to be there right with you on that Peloton. We're going to be looking at that same screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to sweat together. You know, you're still going to be beautiful because I'm way past the appearance of your body. I'm way past what the eyes can see. Right. You know what I mean? I'm way past any of that. I know the person that you are. 
and the person that you are is not depicted by the appearance of what the eyes can see. Mm. It has to be deeper than that. Oh, okay. I would say, cuz need to know, you getting back on the scene, don't be telling these women, I'm not <laughs> interested in being with you, but I want to get to know you. <laughs> I'm going to get that together. I'm a- you cannot be up here doing both, sir. <laughs> But it's good though because getting back I'm on the screen after went being what you've gone through, you understand what you what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That feminine, you know what I'm just saying? Just have to find the find the articulation for, for that for that statement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just joking. I'm just making fun, but not for real. I, I understand what you're saying. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Any other last minute questions from anybody from men? I got a question y'all want to leave us with for our listeners to kind of ponder on like is there any question that you guys have for women like that you want to kind of throw out there to just give us the opportunity to kind of think about before we just react so that when part two comes we can have some answers we can have some you know some answers some reactions like what what are some questions that you all might have I got a question why is it so sometimes for independent women that finds an independent man, why is it so hard to be submissive sometimes? Be submissive. Somebody got to. Especially if you're dealing with an alpha man. No woman want a man that is always submissive. Like you said, a yes man. Yeah, whatever you want. I don't want that. You don't want that. You want somebody to be like, yo, chill, I got it. Just, just relax. But sometimes it's hard for a lot of women to give that up because they've been doing it for so long or they've been failed so many times by other men. Or is it is it media that's taking away the and that's what I was gonna say they be women, right? To feel that way. Is it media that's taking away the femininity from the woman mm. being soft and a nurturer? Mm-hmm. They want to be a boss. boss yeah. And that's you know what, what I was going to say, Ray. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what I was going to say. They've been conditioned to think that, oh, uh, this how an independent woman is supposed to be, or this, that, and the third. So it's, it's all an idea. And they feel like that they're less than if they are able to follow direct, if they're asked to follow directions or follow a little bit rather than lead all the time. You know what I'm saying? And another question for women. Uh-oh. Dang, you got some questions. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on. You know, this is for single women and for married women, but where did you learn to become a wife? Or where were you prepared to be a wife growing up? Right? Well, you better talk to these people. Yeah, that's a good I like that one. That's an excellent question. I like that. I love Ooh, it. Come on, cuz you went to the bathroom <laughs> and you went and dug some stuff up. <laughs> you know, went and dug some stuff up, huh? I like that one. I like that. Uh, mm, that's a good question. Because what makes us feel like, hmm, hmm. Where did we learn to be a wife? Yeah, that's did we? What or examples? Did we, or did we? What examples or did what we? What examples do you have? Because a lot of us don't have any. Don't. Was it TV? Was it grandma? Was it your mama that was and a lot of them got married? <laughs> you know. Right. And yeah. yo, mm, that's a good I like that question. Or 
Okay, but like you know, like for like the religious folks, right? You know, they say you're supposed to put your your wife before your children. But what mm. about your blended family? What's the order? What's the order? Who comes first? Who comes first? Mm. I like that. That's a good question for men and women. Men and women. Who? What? What's the order? For everybody, is we putting everybody, mm -hmm. family, being other children. What's mm -hmm. What's that order? Hmm. I like that. Look at y'all. Y'all trying. Y'all cannot be co-hosts. Just to let y'all know, this is Crown Chronicles. <laughs> it's Crown Chronicles. Crown Chronicles. We're the only ones with the crown. <laughs> y'all cannot be co-hosts. Y'all got the questions going. I like that though. I know. Oh, I know really we definitely questions. gonna have to come back for part two with the main. Oh, we gotta have a part two. And um. Yeah. I feel like next time when we have part two, I think we should have at least one other woman on, like yeah, another sure. woman's perspective to kind of like, since we have three men, so even the playing field, like we got to have another woman on, um, just to kind of hear someone else outside of us. But that's yeah. some good questions. I like that. All right. Thank so you. So I do just want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, We've been on here for a little minute now, but yeah, it was thank you for your for your perspective. Yeah, I see you got a lot going on in the background. Sorry. So I'll let you get back to your family. But um, thank you so much for taking yeah, the time and joining us sure. and opening up and answer some answering some of these questions. I'm sure we'll have you all on again. To mm -hmm. our listeners, please don't forget to follow us on all social media, Crown Chronicles Pod. Let us know what your feedback is from this episode. If you have any additional questions for these men. Um, if you have any specific questions that you need answers to ASAP, please yes. email us at crownchronicles. DM us, DM us, DM us, DM, whatever is easier. Email us crownchroniclespod at gmail.com and we will be back with another one next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>